Hey, welcome to this week's episode of Blue by 90. On this week's episode, we have special guest Lauren Day from Game Day with Lauren Day join us. For our first down, we ask, how would you have handled hybrid classes, and do you think it'll affect athletes and athletics? For second down, we do a little position group preview for the running backs. Third down, we ask Lauren for her girl's guide to game day. Lastly, fourth down, we discuss what is the ideal game day tailgate. So make sure to stay tuned for our 0 to 90 takes at the end and enjoy the show. This is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! Welcome to Blue by 90, your Michigan Wolverines podcast. We are three dudes who talk maize and blue. I'm Kalen, joined by Jack and Roe. And today we have our special guest from Game Day with Lauren Day, Lauren Day herself. Lauren, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. I took a little break <laughs> from my podcast, so this is my first time getting back into talking about sports. I'm glad we have more to talk about. I'm excited. Heck yeah, we are all so excited. Uh, we all got our beers here, too. I hope you brought your drink. I have my wine. I have white wine. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but a beer does sound nice. <laughs> it's hot out there, yeah, so we got it to refresh is. today. Yes. Now, are you still in Ann Arbor? I know you went to Michigan, but... Yep, I'm still in Ann Arbor. Um, I'm going to be here. I'm actually moving to L.A. in August. Um, so I graduated this year, Um I had a job lined up with the Big Ten Network in Chicago. Unfortunately, it got canceled because of COVID. Um, and I've always wanted to be in L.A. I majored in film and production, so that's kind of where I need to be. So I just took it as a sign. I'm just going to send it in a couple months here. So for now, I'm just focusing on my podcast and trying to get everything together before that happens. That's, that's awesome. So do you already have something lined up in L.A.? Or is that where you're from? Or... I do have family in Hermosa Beach, so I'll more than likely be staying with them until I get something steady. Um, I do have an internship right now with Believe Podcast Network. They're based out of Santa Monica, so we'll see. I, I've been, I have a little bit of a network out there, but I've just been applying to stuff almost daily, so fingers crossed I'll get something concrete soon, but not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, not a bad place to go. L.A., it's, I guess the weather's all right out there. Uh, yeah, it beats Ann Arbor, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> beats Ann Arbor for 10 months out of the year, I'd say. Yeah, yeah very true. Right now, what it was like 85 today. Oh, my God. It's been hot. Too much. I can't, I can't go hot. outside. I got to sit inside in the A.C. It's too hot for me. I need like 75. Anything higher, I, I can't go out there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You guys need to stay off the boat this weekend because you will be both very red. That's all I know. <laughs> all right. So Me let's go Jack ahead. have a problem with, with applying sunscreen here. Oh, my so gosh. We're, we're learning. Come on, guys. Get that in your skincare routine. First step. We need, we need your help with the film and production with, like, lighting, makeup, and everything for our podcast. <laughs> got to make us pretty. All right. I know if we had, I wish I had access to more things. So like I'm in front of my makeup mirror right now, not too professional, but you guys look good. You look good. Perfect. 
Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and jump right into our kind of quick hitter topics here, guys. Uh, right off the bat, probably the best news you will hear on this entire podcast, Pretzel Bell is back. <laughs> guys, I couldn't be happier, oh. man. <laughs> my, my insider source told me they're coming back in the fall, and I couldn't be happier. After we heard that rumor about them closing down, that's our old man spot. We need it. We, you know, I, I say I talk like I've got insider sources inside Schembechler Hall. It's way more important for you to have sources inside Pretzel Bell. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Lauren, have you ever been to Pretzel Bell? Yes, Do I students have. really? Okay. Well, okay. I've been, like, down to the basement part, like, yes, twice towards the, the end of the year. Part. Yeah, that was so fun. I've, like, you know, I've been doing undergrad stuff this whole time, but I, when we all turned 21 this past year, we've been, like, exploring Main Street and yep. we're down to Pretzel Bell. I love it. I like that vibe way more than nasty-ass skeeps sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's just times, there's say, times where skeeps is the, go, is the place to go, but Pretzel Bell more often than not. <laughs> yeah. We, we've spent our fair share of time in Skeeps as well. So, but we've graduated now on to, uh, to Pretzel Bell. So we're good to go. <laughs> All right. I'm right there with you. So I'll take you from that high of living your best life at Pretzel Bell at midnight, <laughs> getting a mystery beer down to the low lights here, right? Imani Bates committed to MSU. Very unfortunate for us, uh, but obviously we wish the best to him. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have an extra take on that. He won't touch the floor at the Breslin Center for one second. He's going straight to the G League or going overseas or something. I, what's the point? He, I think he honestly is almost doing this out of respect to Izzo. Like He's been an MSU fan his whole life, so we didn't have a shot. I think people are giving Juwan Howard some crap on, like, why aren't you recruiting him harder? Why aren't you calling him? All this stuff, and it's like, First of all, yeah, he's not going to touch a, touch the floor at the Breslin Center, but we didn't we never had a shot with him. He's been an MSU fan his whole life. And so, I think he's almost doing this like super early in his commitment. At, you know, he's only he just turned or he'll be a junior this fall, I believe, right? And now he's going to uh this new prep academy that he's forming himself. It's like wild stuff. It's LeBron type stuff, honestly. It's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I think he's doing it out of respect to Izzo and being like, I'm still, you know, technically a Spartan and all this stuff. And then he'll end up going to the G league. And I, I will, I'll love it when the Spartans will claim him once he goes to the NBA, no matter what, they'll be like, even if he comes to be, you know, the greatest NBA player out there, they'll be like, he's a Spartan baby, Spartan dog. <laughs> well, don't worry. I'm doing the same thing with Isaiah Todd. If he's a stud, I'm like, oh, yeah, he committed to Michigan. If he was going to college, he'd go to Michigan. That's Just like Kevin call. Garnett. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, I read something. And so it's been, like, Michigan State's been talking to him since he was in, like, seventh grade. Yeah. So, obviously, he's been a little bit groomed to buy them. Just, MSU is amazing. We're so awesome. Look at this. Look at this. We'll throw in this. It's been since he was in seventh grade. If you tell a middle schooler that they're going to get a full ride to any Big Ten school, I, I'm sure that's going to be, like, tunnel vision. That's where I'm going. But I'm ha oh, yeah. I mean, as much – I know this is a Michigan podcast, but I've done, a, as you guys know, like, a ton of work with the Big Ten Network. So we can claim him as a Big Ten athlete, right? <laughs> we can count that. Let's that's just true. stretch it a little bit. If he's, like, LeBron status, 
<laughs> That's a very positive outlook. I'll take that. I like that, that is a good positive. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's jump into some recruiting news this week. I know we got a couple of recruits. Jack, I think you have a little bit of an update on that. Yeah, I want to say sorry to everybody that likes Rose 15-minute recruiting updates. I'm going to do it very, very short and sweet. So um, we got Christian Dixon, wide receiver out of California, uh, went to modern day, four-star guy, uh, ranked 38 nationally uh, among among starter receivers, 210th overall, according to 247 uh, composite rankings. Uh, I looked through some of his highlight tape. I mean, he's got some good hands. Like he, he's got made some great catches in the end zone, red zone. He got laid out a couple times right over the middle, but held on to the ball. Um, and he's a solid blocker at the receiver position. So, I mean, if we're trying to see guys get to the next level and get some big runs in, uh, I'm excited to see that happen with him. So uh, that's the football guy we got. And then for basketball 2021, I believe it's our first recruit, uh, Isaiah Barnes out of Illinois. He's a 6'6", strong forward, shooting guard. Um, he was actually unranked in January, and he jumped all the way to 111th overall, according to Rivals.com. So I made a big leap. I looked a little bit of uh, YouTube highlights from Ant Wright, and he was saying people just saw his highlights, and he just he just soared up the boards like crazy. So um, great shooter, smooth stroke. I think he'll be a great replacement for Livers and Wagner when they're gone after next season. Um, but, yeah, that's really all I got. I, I think that with Isaiah Barnes, um, he is a guy – he'll, like – be a stretch three, four. He can kind of play defense on on um, whether they've got a big guy at the four or a wing, a fast guard. Um, but it's I think it's huge for Juwan to get a big big four star here. I know we we whiffed on some of these five star guys, but to me, I don't know. You know, I love the five stars. I think they're you know they're the top rated guys. I'd rather have a four star guy that comes in and commits quietly and isn't all about himself. Then these big stars, Isaiah Todd, Josh Christopher, that are like, it's all about me trying to get as much clout as possible. They're just trying to get their followers up, all this stuff. Nobody even knew Isaiah Barnes was coming here until the day that it happened. So um, I think I'd rather have that guy who's probably going to be a better team guy um, than anything else. And so I, I think Juwan is a little bit handpicking these guys that – might be, you know, maybe a step below a five-star, but they're still going to fit into his mold and play harder for him. It's a great point. Yeah, some of those five-stars, you know, goes to their head. Head can't fit through the door, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut out, Ro. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and go right into our main part of the show here. So our first down um, – so in light of the news of how Michigan is approaching students on campus, part of it is online, part of it is on campus in the classroom, how do you think you guys would have handled hybrid classes as a student, and how do you think this could affect athletics or being a student athlete? Lead us off, Lauren. All right. I can say I have a little bit of experience with this. Um, so everything happened, what, mid-March? which was pretty much right in the middle of our semester. Um, so I had half of my semester in person, and the other half was just quickly online. So I felt like during those first few weeks, it's almost like midterm season for me when everything happened. Um, I felt worse for the professors than the students, to be honest with you, because 
especially in the film department. A lot of our stuff is hands-on. We're in the studio every day. We're in editing bays. We're recording. We have group projects. We have to rent all this camera equipment, and that was just completely cut off. So they had to come up with an entirely new curriculum in the snap of a finger. Um, but I must say, like, as a senior who's kind of over it at their second semester, like, my expectations went down significantly when everything happened. Um, <laughs> everybody really was understanding, like, all the faculty, the advisors were constantly contacting us, like, making sure that we were okay, our families were okay, and if we needed any extra help. Um, so I think it's going to continue like that, and I... I think before all this happened, you were kind of on your own, you know, you're held to a very high standard at Michigan. you got to keep track of scheduling your own classes, like being in class, doing your homework. I think especially athletes are going to get a little bit more assistance just to make sure, you know, it might be hard mentally for them to probably have to quarantine and not be able to see or do or go anywhere. And then on top of that, be in class online or probably watch lectures all night, wake up early for practice. Like, I think it's going to be a whole different deal because I know they have like mandatory study hall, for example, that they have to put in a certain amount of hours a week. That's probably going to be gone, at least in person, Um, which does, I think, give them a chance to focus on their sport a little bit more because that's probably their main purpose for being on campus this year. Um, which can be a good and bad thing, obviously good for athletics and good for the coaches. But I do hope that I know the advisors at Michigan are great. I know they're going to keep holding the athletes to like a high academic standard. But I don't know. I'm curious to see how it's going to go with any in-person stuff at the university. So especially for athletes, because they have to travel all the time. I'm wondering yeah. if this maybe maybe it's kind of like our the Michigan classes will be more like North Carolina's uh, fake classes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I do think it will be – I think it will be a little bit like um, – like you said, it will be better for them. It will be almost more like they're professional athletes, I think. Right, um, I agree. Before. Yeah, they won't be as much, uh, you know, going to class. as To me, as an – if I was a, a D1 athlete at the University of Michigan or, or you know, at any Big Ten school or – or anywhere, um, I would like it more because, like you said, I can focus just on basketball, just on football, just on softball, whatever, and then I can get my stuff done on my own time because I think it's so tough for them with class times. You know, we talked to Madison Uden, who you've interviewed as well, um, Lauren, and she was talking about last week that she had it so tough her freshman year. They had to be at practice at 3 o'clock, and she had class till 2.30, and she's like, she's literally running to the bus to get there. And it's so stressful, especially for a freshman, their first time around. Um, So I think it'll be helpful for them. Um, I also remember like when Denard was going to class and everything, like he's literally stopping for pictures on the way into and out of class. And it's like, okay, as cool as that sounds to be a celebrity, that would get old real quick. So if I was an athlete, I'd probably want to bunker down in my, uh, house and get my classwork done and then go to practice, go to games. And that's all I have to deal with. I think it's really going to change the identity of what a student athlete is and how they live their life while they're on campus. Obviously, I think for all students, I can assume that the attendance requirement for classes is going to be gone. 
depending on how comfortable people are or if they're even comfortable coming back to campus. Um, like, like you said, I think that's going to help out athletes in a lot of cases, just like with the way that practice and games work in their schedule. Um, but I think just as like a college student in your early 20s, you have a ton of friends on campus. You want to go see them. You want to grab lunch or grab a coffee with your friend or go study in the study hall with your teammates. And things like that are going to be missing from their lives. And it's going to be, you know, lacrosse, lacrosse, lacrosse or football, 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 um, which is, you know, what they are there to do. That's what they came to college to do. But it's also you're kind of missing out on a whole aspect of your life, which is going to be tough. Yeah, I think I think personally for me, like if I was an athlete at the University of Michigan, you know, personally, I need like I would need to be in a classroom with a professor to be able to get the full education that, first of all, that I'm paying for or not paying for, depending what my scholarship level is at, um, but to really get the most out of it. But I think, like you said, Lauren, a lot of these athletes could possibly benefit from it in, in their athletic part of their lives if they're trying to train for um, the NFL or the MLB or um, whatever it may be. Uh, I think a lot of athletes could benefit, but for the guys that are athletes that uh, really need to focus on their grades, it might be a struggle. So I'm, I'm curious to see kind of like what the grade points are going to look like um, for like the team GPAs when you see, you know, academic all big 10 and, you know, all that stuff. Like I wonder how that'll kind of all play out when season's over. And I think the I have friends that are academic advisors in the academic center, and they are the un, unsung heroes of the athletic department, the athletics, whatever. Like it, they truly get some of these kids through school, like themselves. Like they, not that they're doing their work, but they are like forcing these kids to like put, you know, sit down at a computer, type your essay, things like that. So like, like you said, Jack, not being able to see them, you know, a lot of those kids are going to struggle, I think. And so I think what you will see, I actually don't think you'll see this at Michigan because of the standard that you talked about, Lauren, and we've actually talked about it on other um, episodes, but at other schools, you might see kids that just like legit never go to class, never do their work. You might see more ineligible kids than ever before. That's an interesting take, and I hope we don't see it. Um, and coming down, coming into sports, if we end up having all the seasons that we expect to have, maybe we could use it to our benefit. I don't know. I'm just saying, throwing that out there. <laughs> so, okay, let's move on to our second down. And while we're talking about players, um, let's kind of do a little preview of running backs. I know we've talked a lot about running backs, different players, uh, different projections. Um, and I don't want us to all just be like, oh, our number one running back, we're all either going to say Charbonnet or Haskins. So let's, if maybe if there's somebody you want to highlight, if there's, you know, a pecking order you want to talk about, um, Jack, I'll start with you. What do you got about the running backs? Well, I was, I was kind of giving an overview of, you know, who is going to be in our running back room. And Ro, you said this when we were kind of, before we started recording, we're going to have a deep running back room. We've got Chris Evans coming back, Hassan Haskins, Charbonnet, both returning from last year, as, as well as Christian Turner. And then we've got Blake Corm coming in, who's a freshman. And I don't know if, Lauren, I don't know if you've seen this guy's like highlight tape or any of his workout videos. This guy looks like a freaking monster. Yeah. And I, I mean, he is going to be insane. Like, I, 
I know, Kalen, you said we're going to see either Haskins or, or Charbonnet to be our number one guy. I'm going to say Blake Corum. Big, big, <laughs> Nate, big <laughs> Nate talked me into it, man. He That dude is like a more ripped, faster version of Mike Hart. I was just going to say his body type reminds me of Mike Hart so much. Like he looks just like Mike Hart. And I think um, I, I watched some some highlights of him today. He can catch passes. He can run the ball. The thing I noticed about him the most was his vision. Um, he was like just moving in and out of, of the holes and things like that. And so um, instead of being – he's definitely different than – Charbonnet and Haskins where they're the bigger guys that are going to run people over but I like what you're saying about him because he, he's shifty and sees the hole and he fits into the Gaddis offense um, so I, I like how he can do it all yeah no I mean Blake Corum is the guy right and if you're a OG listener you'll remember our guy Nate on here talking about Blake Corum ad nauseum right uh <laughs> I think one guy that we can't forget about, though, is Chris Evans. First guy you mentioned, Jack. I mean, that dude, he did his time here. He had to sit out, unfortunately, for one year, but he, you know, took his licks and he came back. And I'm hoping that he's going to be back with a vengeance, right? And he was always kind of a shiftier, speedier kind of guy compared to Karan and some of the other guys that he was competing against initially. Um Hopefully in Josh Gaddis's offense, he can shine a little bit more in that kind of area, you know, maybe a scat back or something like that. Um, Lauren, is there anybody running backs wise that you might want to highlight or touch on? Mm, I pretty much, I was watching a few Blake Corm's videos yesterday too, and he's insane. He looks like a beast, but he's 5'8". He's shorter than me. With that <laughs> build though, just had to throw that out there because that's, I was just kind of thrown off by that. But um, I know I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in the basic opinion here, but Zach Charbonnet last year was probably one of my favorite players. Um, just being at the games, I know there were a lot of situations where he was like my glimmer of hope when they were when he started running the ball. Um, and I think a lot of Michigan fans feel the same way. But it's gonna be tough competition again. Chris Evans, I've seen him a little bit my freshman year. Um, I think he's talented as well. It's going to be, it's going to be tough to see who gets those starting spots. Yeah, I was going to say your freshman year was like that was. I think that was his best season. His sophomore yeah. year, I feel like he kind of like, you know, I don't, whatever happened, you know, he kind of backed off a little bit. But if we can see Chris Evans from his freshman year this coming year, that's going to be a tough pick, man. I don't know who the number one guy is going to be. Right. Well, and I think I mean. For me, honestly, with the running back room, it's going to be really tough for Josh Gaddis because it's so deep. There's only so many plays that we can, you know, get these guys in on, right? So, like, to get uh, Charbonnet in a rhythm or Haskins in a rhythm and still get these touches for these guys, I think it's going to be very difficult for him. But I I, I had said this uh, probably a month ago now, but I, I want to see a number one guy. You know, I really don't want to see, like, these guys just taking reps on and off. And we have three or four guys, like, splitting the reps. If you go to the, you know, the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the Ohio States, they have the guy. J.K. Dobbins is the, is the guy. Travis Etienne is the guy. You know, even going back at Alabama, you know, Mark Ingram, um, all these guys, they, like, have one Heisman-type guy. And I think we have a, we have a good choice of them, but... 
I, I just I can see us almost like I can see Gaddis and maybe Harbaugh, you know, whoever has a handle on it, getting a little too like picky, a little too like, all right, well, we got to get him as touches, him as touches, him as touches. And then we're kind of like, okay, well, we just have this mishmash of everything and nobody gets in a rhythm. And now we have two or three like 400 yard rushers and nobody's close to a thousand or something like that. What about Georgia? Yeah, I mean, what DeAndre Swift? Um, He's Nick a lion Chubb. now too. He is a lion. Go Lions! Go Lions! Um, but yeah, <laughs> dude, bro, when you when you brought that up, I I was trying to remember back because I mean, obviously, you guys know how flippy floppy I am, even with McCaffrey and Milton. I, you know, right now I'm Team Milton, but like next week I could be on McCaffrey's side. <laughs> um, I can't even remember if I said running back by committee or having a first string guy. Um, but with, with this group, I mean, we could run a two back set and I mean, I know you were saying, somebody was saying about how Blake Corm he can not only run and do like, he can kind of do a little bit of everything. He can catch the ball. He can run after the catch. Christian Turner, same thing. Evans, we know he can do that. Maybe we have two backs in the backfield and they're also receiving threats. I mean, that could kind of help solve an issue there, but I don't know, man. I, I think our team is so talented this year and I just hope we play football. <laughs> and I actually I think that Chris Evans will actually um actually I'm gonna save this for my zero to ninety. Ooh. But I, I I think that he he will not play the running back position as much as we think he will here. Um and, and so I Josh Gaddis does have a lot of different formations. We we've only in year one, I think we saw it, it seemed like a quarter of his playbook. He really didn't open it up that much. And so that's where I was like, like okay, you know, I, I, I was hoping by the end of the year we would, but we weren't in a position to win the Big Ten. So, okay, keep it closed. Um, but I think that – I actually think that we will be okay. I think it'll still be a one-two punch with Charbonnet and Haskins. You know, Haskins ended up starting those last six games last year. Charbonnet didn't even get the nod. You know what's crazy about Haskins too? As a freshman, he was a linebacker. He he was a linebacker oh, switched to running back. He he got injured as a linebacker, redshirted, and then switched to running back and just killed it. Had that game at Notre Dame where I think he had two or three touchdowns. Um, and and so I, I think it's great. I think Charbonnet is still the guy too. You know what? We can we can be Georgia, I guess. As long, but you know what? <laughs> Georgia still hasn't beaten Alabama or won an SEC title either. So <laughs> we're kind of the same. Yeah. Great point. Great point. True. Now they've been to the national They've been title to the game. playoff national title game, yeah. They just lost because Even a conference lost, title yeah. game, they've been there. Yeah. It's just that once-in-a-generation QB, right? I do yeah, think, yeah. too, um, I think Corum will probably redshirt, actually. I, I don't see him how – it would be really tough for him to break into enough snaps for it to matter this year. He should redshirt and then get his, you know, keep his eligibility. I mean, he'd have to be a difference maker to play year one. If he's just like kind of just right up to par with the rest of the guys, save a year for him, let him train and he'll have an extra year to show off his talents. Yeah. Well, you can put him in four games now, right? And see what he's got. So let's put him in some of those earlier kind of garbage time games. And, uh, you know, if he really makes a difference, then we can give him some more opportunities. Um, Yeah. I I like that. I like that a lot. I was going to ask Lauren here. 
Not a running back question, but we have to ask her. Are you Team Milton or Team oh, McCaffrey? Oh. Team McCaffrey. Come on. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Come on. Thank Seriously? You. Is that a question? No. Thank I can't you. I can't Can be too biased on that question. I mean, I I can see how it's a wishy washy thing, but I have been McCaffrey from day one. I was just a fan of like him and his character and his family. And then just is this his just style. because is this just because Christian is like really good looking? No. <laughs> Fair question. No, come on. Very good looking family. I mean, I'm I Yeah, no. If you're talking about his older brother, it'd be a different story. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know if we have this answer from Kaylin yet. Kaylin, are you McCaffrey or Milton? Dude, I'm the wishy-washy in the middle Dude, leaning guy. Right? They're make both such likable players. That's, they the, really that's are. the issue. Like they both really are. And they're both great for the fan base and like it's a great conversation for Michigan fans to have. As you guys can tell, Maisie's the... getting involved. She's passionate about <laughs> Blue's like Milton, Milton, I'm Team Milton. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, no, man. I'm trying to run this A11 offense with two quarterbacks out there. So. What if we just reinvent Josh Gaddish reinvents the whole game with like legit two offense or two quarterbacks on offense and then we have like three running backs, two linemen or something. I feel like we could do something all completely different here. I'm all for it. Let's do it. Could you got to innovate. Pioneers. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and jump into our third down topic here. Uh, Lauren, this one's a little bit maybe for you to kind of enlighten us and any of our other female listeners. Um, the Girl's Guide to Game Day, okay? So we watched your Zoom trivia chat on Instagram, loved it, uh, and it just kind of got us thinking, like, what kind of information do girls who maybe aren't as huge fans or i guess anybody who's not that huge of a fan uh what is like prime information that they might need to know to kind of fake it a little bit i think first off i the whole point of my podcast is geared towards people like that so especially girls if you're in the, you're, those shoes listen to my podcast because i came in as a sophomore to work for the big 10 network and I knew about football, basketball, softball, and volleyball mostly because those are sports I played. And I had to cover soccer. I had to cover lacrosse, wrestling, all these sports I really did not know much about. Um, and if a guy were to not know much about those sports, it's not embarrassing for him to ask, you know, what is, what is this in wrestling or what does it mean when the ref is doing this? But if you're a girl... It is the end of the world, you know, <laughs> especially especially if you're asking guys, they're like, oh, my God, you don't know Tom Brady's dad's middle name? Like, <laughs> that's how it is. And I'm sick of it. <laughs> you know, oh it's like shit like that. So that, that was the whole purpose of me starting the podcast because I've been working in sports for the past three years and I've been the only girl in the room and I've, I know when to shut up. I know when I know... I don't know what I'm talking about. So I think that's my first tip for girls. You got to decide on game day. If you're going to go in semi-sober, watch the game and scream at the refs, or if you're going to go in and just be a drunk, fun student. And I'm so, <laughs> they're both fun, but don't start talking to some guy dressed up like Jim Harbaugh 
like you know the entire everything that's going on you know um, <laughs> that being said, i think my two biggest tips um first off i always before i go see a game whether it's a major league game or obviously big time like games i would work um research the team a little bit because i always find it easier to connect with people than maybe a game with a million technicalities so I always like to look at the roster, look where the players are from, if anyone's from near your hometown, have a cool story that you can resonate with, just kind of look at some of the big players, look up their background, because the conversation can always go back to some of the biggest players. So that is my first piece of advice to somebody who kind of wants to fake it till you make it. Just look up the roster, look up a few stories about the guys or the girls, and they're interesting. It's always fun to know about new people, especially if they're at your university. Um, second off, I think you guys saw in my trivia game, like, just learn the simple rules, like, four, <laughs> ten yards, just search, like, football for dummies, if you know, it's kind of, it's a pretty simple game, you can know the basics, you know, touchdown, a field goal, four downs, there you go, like, just know a little bit, and then I think from there, just, like, putting in the effort to learn the basics and learn a couple players, that's kind of what sparked my interest in a lot just wanting to build on that and learn more and more and more. Um, and again, I think it's hard to just turn on, you know, sports center and just absorb stuff from there. If you have no background of what's really going on. So just kind of start by researching teams, looking at the simple rules of the game, nothing too crazy and not the intricate technicalities or rules that have changed in 2020. Um, but yeah, I think those would be my tips and listen to my podcast because I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and what, it's, it's at game, it's game day with Lauren Day, correct? Yeah, yeah correct. Okay. Yeah. Oh, pun this... my last name. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have a pretty easy last name to pun with, so. Right? Uh, yeah. This came, so this conversation actually came about with one of my uh, friends. She's a girl and she is always matching with these guys on Bumble or whatever, Hinge, you know, whatever else. And she's like, she'll text me all the time and be like, hey, can you teach me how to golf? Or can you, like, what is, who are the Lions playing this week? Or, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not, <laughs> I, I can't help you with these things. Like, you you can research, but it, it came up, it came from that where she's like trying to fake it till she makes it with these guys. And I think that your first tip there is the most important where you don't really have to fake it i think from a guy's perspective like yeah. i'm not expecting you to know everything you know like don't try and do too much is kind of what you're right. what you're saying it, it like you you said you know when to shut up so and i think um, like that's for guys and girls too because i'm sure you guys have been in conversations about you know wrestling or some sport you might not know enough about and you're not going to sit there and ramble on when you really don't know what you're talking about so just I mean, listen, if guys are going to be rude to you, which most of the time they are because they don't think you know what you're talking about, at least you can take something away that you learned and talk to the next guy about it. <laughs> I think that's yeah, the great thing about our, about our podcast, too, and anybody who listens, they know that we don't know anything, and uh, <laughs> it's more for comedy. So we we don't know when to shut up, which is the problem. No, <laughs> I, I listen to you guys. You do know what you're talking about. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you think we do, but we're, we're grasping at straws. We're good at faking it till we make it. Then. That's hey, right. that's what everybody's out here doing. Every industry, it's all fake it till you make it. 
<laughs> but I did um, after Jeff Chriswell got drafted to the A's. Um, I overheard this girl and she was like, oh, so like, where is he going? And the person was like, the A's. And she goes, oh, wait, what city is that? Like, she didn't even know who the A's were. And they're like, Oakland, like the Oakland A's. She's like, oh, like, what state is that? Oh, gosh. That's beyond yeah. sports, I feel like. That was beyond sports. But I mean, yeah. at that point, it's kind of a lost cause, I guess. You have to want to know. I mean, like, there are girls who want to fake it till they make it to pick up guys. That's, I don't think that's the majority. I don't think like being a sports fan is as gendered as it seems. It's just intimidating for people who are already in their mid twenties who haven't grown up, you know, under their dad's wing of being an intense sports fan. It can be intimidating to know where to start. So that's exactly the reason why I started my podcast. I feel like another thing that's really helpful is having a team to root for, right? Because yeah. if you're just like trying to be a fan because your friends are fans and you don't even know where to start, then you're really faking it, right? But if you're at least at a new school and you're kind of like, okay, I'm an alumni and I can get involved in the fan base, uh, it makes it way easier to justify getting involved. Yeah, and that's super fun. I think a lot of people can relate to that at Michigan and especially as a student, the people that you're talking about in sports are your peers that you may even have a class with or know personally or your neighbor in the dorm. Um, I think that's was my favorite thing about being involved with sports in college because I'm like, oh, she was my neighbor in South Quad or, oh, I would see him in the dining hall every day or, oh, he was in my English class or I see him at Skeeps last night, you know. <laughs> but um, it's, it's cool to be covering people that you kind of have a personal connection with, so. That's a great tip too. I'd say I'd say one tip from a guy's perspective too. Yes. There there is a time and a place to ask questions. And during the game is not, <laughs> not that time. time and not that place. <laughs> you ask me during the week at you know Monday through Friday, Sunday through Friday, whatever it is, but don't from 12 <laughs> to 4 on Saturday when Michigan is playing Michigan State that's not the time to start asking the questions you were on your Zoom of like, who's that or what's a touchdown? Who's the running back? What does the linebacker do? <laughs> I actually I enjoyed it. You know, I'm I have a girlfriend now, but back when I was dating and stuff, like I like it when a girl will ask me questions like during the week about sports. But just you got to know the time and place, and during the game is like the worst time to do that because I. <laughs> I just need not be bothered at that point. Well, say, dude, we 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 talked about it, and it was like, uh, it could be my grandma trying to like (laughs) talk to me like during the game, and I'm like, shut up! I'm trying to watch the game here. Like, I'm so focused on like what is going on that I just become the biggest asshole in the in the the history of the world. (laughs) That even it honestly goes for guys too. There are a ton of guys out there that I that try to watch a game with me and don't give a shit or like don't know and i'm like dude just just let me be like this obviously yeah. is live or die for me i'm a psycho about these games so let me be like i'd almost rather watch the game by myself in my in my condo than watching it with a big group and like people are gonna bother me with it so that goes either ways yeah i've definitely came across guys who try to overcompensate because they i think know less than me and they get really, really passionate about it. I'm like, dude, like, it was a two-yard rush. Like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> dude, <laughs> that would like that. 
if I was in college and that happened to me, I would be so intimidated. I would oh, just leave yeah. where I went. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm just going to go somewhere else. Like, I, I got to get out of here. <laughs> I, so my friend Grace and I were the executive producers for Big Ten Network Student U. And we did have a decent amount of girls on our crew, but pretty much we were the boss of all these college-aged guys. So it was a it was a weird dynamic, but I think I'm really glad that we ended up taking that role because I think the people who want to continue in the sports industry, it just girls have a long way to go. Um, and I mm-hmm. think it just taught them that, you know, we, we do know what we're talking about and we're respectable. And sometimes you don't know what you're talking about. And some guys just need to get that. Yeah. I mean, on I, the flip I, side I of, I was just going to say on the flip side of what you said, Jack, like, you would be, you would feel so intimidated. But if I was Lauren and I just like told some dude what was going on and he like put him in his place, I would feel like the baddest bitch on the planet. No <laughs> joke. It is like a, it is one of my like best personality traits. I must say, hasn't gotten me too far in the dating scene, but it's fun, I guess. <laughs> like at the, especially like when you're, you know how it is in the student section. Everyone is like not there at all and. Grace and I, my friend that I mentioned, would be, like, in the front row screaming, like, what the heck? Like, put some glasses on. And everyone, all the guys are like, what the who are you, these girls? I love that. Oh, God. That's I would I almost say, too, like, if you, if you don't, I would say, if you don't know anything about the sport, just own it. Just be like, whatever. I don't know anything. I'm here to party, and I'm, I'm just going to have a good yeah. time. But, and yeah, that is. Too. I've been that girl, too. It's it's all fun and games. The party guy or girl is always a hit. Like, I don't know why people are afraid to be that person, right? That person's always a fun time, too. You don't always have to be the expert. Very true. Very true. While we're on the subject of parties, though, I'm going to try to move us to our fourth down segment here. Our question is, what does the ideal game day tailgate look like for you? Okay. Ro, Ro, let me start with you, and then let's go Lauren, and then let's go Jack. So I I do have to say, Lauren, I I do throw I, I don't like to toot my own horn. I mean I do a lot actually. I'll be honest. I, I this, yes, this is essentially all I do on this podcast is just talk about myself. But oh, I love it. <laughs> but I do throw a pretty great tailgate uh on Saturdays. So that is why this came up and we wanted to kind of know what you know what your day looks like because mine i get up pretty early we're going it depends on either the golf course or the blue lot or somewhere um but it's a it's a pretty banging party so we wanted to know are you like a a frat girl are you going to the uh you south you are you going to the to the pioneer parking lot or the <laughs> golf course what what do you what does the game day look like for you um okay so i have two like ideal game day mornings i'm gonna squash out the tailgating for a sec because my first ideal morning would be waking up and packing my camera bag to go to the sideline that okay. is my ideal game day morning i wouldn't i would rather be uh, on the sideline with my camera any day than at a frat but that opportunity doesn't come every single game day so um yeah I get up super early I'm always it's probably like five or six in the morning I live right around the 
corner from Southview, so it's always super loud right here with traffic of students getting to the frats and stuff like that. Um, so I'm normally the first one up, and I'm blaring the fight song to wake up my roommate. Um, she gets pissed for a second, but then it's cool. Uh, <laughs> make some Irish coffees and then throw glitter all over our face. Um, and then my friends live on Michigan Ave, which is a super fun street as well. So this past year, we've been going over to their place. And it's nice to have a house finally in the friend group because we can have food in the mornings. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was like this past year. I think that was the most fun I've had tailgating. We would do that and then walk over to the lacrosse house, which was super fun. Um, but before that, I'm not in a sorority or anything. But like when you're a freshman and sophomore, you really have no choice but to go to the frats. So. I had those days as well, but <laughs> I I, pre I prefer like the food. I like when the adults come because then we get the food and the nice mixers and the oh, snacks. Yeah. That that's my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you been able to tailgate at the golf course or Pioneer High School or anything before? I did the golf course once. It was the Notre Dame game, right? Is that when it was pouring rain? Yep. Yeah. 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 Friends from home because I'm from south of Detroit, so my friends come up here to tailgate all the time. Oh, nice. um, they had a tent with a bunch of stuff, but yeah, I was there and it was pouring rain, so <laughs> it was yeah, fun. Golf, though. golf course is great. Golf course is like I know. Well, Roe, like Roe, normally puts on a great tailgate, and he's either on the golf course or the blue lot by Chrysler. And uh, I don't know, that's just the way to go. I've done both, and obviously, like we're old men now, so uh, we don't really have any other option. But the golf course is the is is the perfect way to go. But I guess to jump off from like the ideal tailgate, what is your ideal post game bar to go to if you went to a bar post game? A hundred and ten percent the brown jug. Oh my god! Oh my god! There you go. Are bro. you kidding? That's that Rose spot. But that's, that's like my my thing. spot. My answer to like every bar question is brown jug, brown jug, brown jug. I mean that that's literally like home base for me. It is. Well, it 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 was. I don't. I haven't been there in quite some time. God, it feels so bad. Like we're so old. I'm so. You sorry. guys need to go. See, it's, it's see open. Lauren, when it is, is it? Yeah. I was gonna say when we were in college, you like I've talked to um a couple friends that I work with, and they recently graduated from Michigan, and I was telling them I was like, Cantina used to be the spot. Cantina, I I swear to God, Cantina was the spot. <laughs> I love your reaction because that's everybody's reaction. Like, I swear to God, Cantina was like the greatest place ever. Dreams came true at Cantina. It was like it was literally go in. It's like eighty cent shots. It's I mean they played great music and then everything changed. I don't know what happened, but it used she can't to be amazing. Believe her ears right now. I swear. I swear. Well, I swear. like were you under twenty one? Well, yeah. Okay, I think it's still kind of a spot for people who are like eighteen, nineteen. We no, we we've never underage drank. I know you haven't either, so we've never, never. done. That. No, I no, uh. never no. in my life. Nope. Oh so, God. anyways, sorry. Go ahead, John. <laughs> no, that I just had to plug Cantina. Well, yeah, we're just it, trying to plug Rose tailgates. Is what we're really going for, right? Yeah. If you want a great tailgate, go to Rose tailgate. He's got. All the food, he's got the liquor. You might see Denard Robinson. Like, likely, it's a good yeah. time. Fre frequent guest, Denard. Bro, you need to open that's... up that Rolodex and call some more players up or something. Honestly, though, that's where though I became friends with Denard was at the Jug. It used to be, I don't know, I don't know if you've been, but like I, I used to go all the time 
Sunday night karaoke too. Oh, it's still oh. Sunday night karaoke. Hell yeah. But every Sunday. Hell yeah. That, that's the spot. I, I remember singing all gold everything with Denard at the job. Oh my god. <laughs> Feeling I like hate the, big money to see that. <laughs> Feeling like the whitest person in the entire world. <laughs> Can we Did you bring that gold mic song? too? I should have brought the gold mic, honestly. If there was Here's a Trinidad like, James. Trinidad James, the goat. Oh my god! Yeah, that that was I I I wish there was video of that because that would be like that would be in my like wedding video, like everything else. I everything. That's awesome. When when you come back now, where where are you going to tailgate? Are you going to go back to like you know like old college house, like where like you know the people that are underclassmen? Are you going to try to do the the townie route with the golf course and like blue lot or what? Well, it depends like when our tailgate's really going to come back. That's the real question. Still going to tailgate. Don't say that. Don't say that. Okay, you're right. We can still tailgate, yeah. Don't break our heart now. Um, I think that like my friends and I were all moving to different parts all over the country. So we'll probably come back and I think I want to go for golf course and do yeah. like some good drinks and food. I think I'm ready to move on. I don't know if I can't. I feel like when I'm at Fred's, even now as a senior, it like these guys look like they're like 16. So <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for the golf course. Well, dude, that's the best part about it, too. It's like there's so like literally the tailgates are like lined up right yeah. next to each other. And you can just like tailgate hop and you can just hop around and like you have other friends out there. Golf course, my favorite. It's, it's my favorite place I've ever tailgated. By do far. you just like get there early or do you have to reserve a spot? Road does. Yeah, we'll right. get there early, and I'll show up at like right before the game. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, these fucking assholes are just like, <laughs> yeah, we'll come. Rose got a keg for us. Where he's got all the food, the whole setup. He's mm. we're all good. And then I'm sitting there at like five in the morning, waiting to get in line. To... <laughs> I'm coming. We're gonna just crash your guys' tailgate. I don't need to. Throw, hey, you know, yeah, there's a keg. It's like having a friend with a boat. <laughs> yeah exactly i will say you have to you have to be okay um one of my best friends he's kind of like a professional twerker um <laughs> oh, sam? sam are we talking about sam yeah. dude is legit dude is a legit twer- you said twerker shout out <laughs> sam wow twerker okay. shout out mr <laughs> sam wow follow him on instagram and tiktok and tiktok he's oh, he is a best professional tiktoker but i okay that being aside there is a dance floor formed like just about every tailgate so i'm ready all right you can make the trip back from la sometime this podcast brought to you unofficially by the ann arbor golf course and the brown jug (laughs) yes i'm i'm gonna post this that we're talking about the brown jug they're gonna love it Perfect. Okay, well, let's move on to our 0 to 90 segment, guys. Perfect. All right. I'm not prepared. Lauren, you don't have to go first. As a matter of fact, you can kind of watch us give our terrible takes and then go last. Okay. <laughs> um, Ro, you said you're going to save one, so I'm going to have you go first, all right? All right, I'll go for it. All right, let me get the clock up and running here. Okay. Row, your 0 to 90 starts now. All right. So we talked about the running backs, but 
Chris Evans, I believe, will take more snaps out in a wide receiver position than at the running back position. He may start at running back, but he's going to motion out to the receiver. I also think he's going to have more than 20 catches this year. So I think he's going to be a bigger threat at the wide receiver position than at the running back position, but he's still going to have a few touchdowns and be a major piece of this offense. Whoa, look at that. Got it in under 30 seconds. That's a good take. It's not a bad take at all. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. We're, this is going to get weird if we start having like good takes. Usually <laughs> these are terrible. Oh, don't worry. I've, I've got a pretty bad one coming up now. <laughs> Perfect. Sure. Stay on well, track here. Why, why make them wait? Give the crowd what they want, Jack. Your right. 0 to 90 starts now. All right. I'm going to have a similar take to Roe. I do believe Chris Evans will take he'll, – he'll get more play at other positions than he will running back. But I think he might take Giles Jackson's spot at the returner position and become a Steve Breskin type. Dude, shifty. He's fast. I say throw him out there. I okay. don't hate it. Interesting. I like it, yeah. I don't hate it. Email MG. Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll show you how a 0 to 90 is done for real. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. wow. Don't worry, I'll get the timer out. Hold on. Hold on. Give me a second. All right, Kim. Just so you know, we had to cut out his whole 0 to 90 <laughs> last week. Oh, my God. Literally. Why? It was awful. It was awful. Isn't that it the was... point? I mean, we, well, we literally went back and forth. Like, could it, yeah, it was bad. And then... Th- Literally, yeah, I'll stop talking. But yeah, it was, it was not great. <laughs> All right, let's hear it this week. All right, Kaylin, your 0 to 90 starts now. Okay, I'm going to add to our Make the Big House Loud series here. One of the things that we need to do that we don't do is sell beer in the stadium. What are we doing, guys? I mean, you know who sells beer? All the Mac schools. Um, Ohio State, you can buy a beer in the first half. Let, let's just do that. Beers in the first half. Beautiful. Dude, first we have somebody beers, comment. We have somebody comment on your post the other day. He was like, we, we put the make the big house loud again thing on Instagram. And he commented and he said, liquor. That's all I said. <laughs> liquor. I'm like, yep, that'll, that'll do it. That'll do it for sure. <laughs> That's well, a great point. I'll, I'll drink to that zero to 90, Kalen. Yeah, that was there beautiful. You go. Thank redeem you for coming back with, uh, yeah, redeem yourself one time. All right, Lauren. All right. You've seen how it's done. You've seen how it's not done. I'm nervous. <laughs> this okay, has been Lauren. a hot take of mine hey, for like three hey, years. Normally, normally we don't prepare people. So oh, we, no, we prepared true. you. Yeah. I, we, I added in there. So right. hopefully, hopefully. High expectations. I, 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 uh, very high expectations. Don't mess All it right. up. Your zero to 90 starts now. All right. Hot take, it's going to be pretty quick. I like the Chrysler Center more than the big house. Um, I don't know if I'm biased because I've done a ton of work there. I've done a ton of broadcasts there. But, like, just the facilities, the lighting, like, the prep before the game, the videos, the way everything's presented. It's just, like, a more intimate space, I feel like. I, I just have so many great memories there. And, like, being there four hours early before the game, I, it's it's magical to me. Obviously, so is the big house, but... I, I love the Chrysler Center. All so. right. Wow. It. That's that is I'm a good not going to say take. it's wrong. I, I like it. I like it. I don't know. I mean, 
But it's it's sad though. Like Michigan's a, supposed to be a football school. Why can't the big house be just like Chrysler? What's going? What's wrong? What's happening? How do we? It's not loud enough. What's not? <laughs> I don't Chrysler know what it is. Like I, I don't know what it is. Even atmosphere wise, Yoast is insane. Yost if we can make the big house like Yoast, it'll be the greatest college football atmosphere ever, ever. Just like ever. children of Yoast, the people who do the student section there need to take over like the football student section. One hundred. They're ruthless. Bring They're the chance. Like bring everything. Oh my god! I went to one game. The only game I've been to. No, I've been to a couple games at Yoast, but I remember the first game, they beat Minnesota six to nothing. And we were right next to the student section. And I was like, these guys are insane. Like, how do we get that in the big house? This is amazing. I would, like, come to every single game just to – I would literally just come to a game just to listen to them. Yeah. Not even watch. Like, they're, oh, yeah. they're amazing. They don't get enough credit. I agree. I think, I think atmosphere-wise, you are 100% correct, though, on the Chrysler versus, uh, versus the big house. And we are working on that, and that's why we are going to have merch coming out of Make the Big House Loud Again. Yes! So we're, we're starting a movement here. Um, if you would like to join, feel free. We don't have any merch available yet, but <laughs> at some point we will. <laughs> Stay we're tuned. Slowly but surely. Now yeah. that places are actually open for production, we can, we can start making moves. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you guys have anything else you want to share? Um, no, Lauren, plug your podcast. Where can people find you? Where can people follow you? Sure. I've, I've never really done this. So <laughs> I hate like sounding like those YouTubers, like, like, and subscribe. Um, <laughs> but my podcast is called Game Day with Lauren Day. It's available on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. It's through the Believe Podcast Network based out of L.A., um, so you can search believepodcast.com, find it through there. And my Instagram is at gamedaywlaurenday, and I have some fun content on there. Ladies, please follow me because sports are coming back, and I'm looking to commentate games with you guys, and I'm excited. I, we need to do this again. This was so much fun. Definitely. Of course. Definitely. Make sure to check out Lauren. Um, and then make sure to check us out while you're also there at Blue by 90 and at Blue by 90 podcast on YouTube. Um, Lauren, thanks for coming on again. And everybody else, thanks for listening and go blue. Go blue. Go blue. Strictly this, you don't play around. Cover much grounds, got game by the town. Getting paid is a forte each and every day. True play away. I can't get her out of my mind. Wow. I think about the girl all the time. Wow, wow. East side to the west side. Pushing fat rides, it's no surprise. She got tricks in the stash. Stacking up the cash fast when it comes to the gas. By no means average. It's on when she's got to have it. Baby, you're a perfect 10. I wanna get in. Can I get down so I can I like the way you work it No diggity I got to bag it up bag it up I like the way you work it No diggity I got to bag it up bag it up I like the way you work it